hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep, because welcome. You just said, because welcome. Uh, but you could, you could be my poor cousin, uh, so uh, welcome. It's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep, but we do it as a bedtime story. All you need to do, or all you could choose to do, or I guess ideally, all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. Uh, though you don't have to do any of those things. Uh, you could get on the couch, leave on the lights, and pull up the covers. Uh, and you probably say, Scoots, I already pressed play because you're talking. I say, well, good point, point taken. Uh, all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights. I'm going to do the rest. Uh, this part is like uh, kind of true. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice. Is that what I say next? Across the deep, dark night. Uh, and try to distract. I'm going to try to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping me awake. That's what I was supposed to say. Uh, whether it's the thoughts, the feelings, the physical sensations, changes in time or temperature, routine. You know, routines can be a change, uh, se- seasonal changes in routine. I'm, I'm, I'm literally, yeah, I guess maybe I could talk about that because uh, I'm trying to get my routine back. And seasonals, you know, whatever's keeping you awake. It could be stuff you're thinking about. Uh, it could be stuff from the past, present, or future. Or it could just be spreadsheets. Uh, it could. I don't know why I always use that as an example. Just because they find them so baffling. I'd say, uh, oh boy, do I need, a, like, a, am I underutilizing spreadsheets? And I could say, oh, um... Uh, maybe maybe my uh, lifetime, so you know, I'd be happier if I use more utilize spreadsheets and more uh, if I did or PowerPoint, any of those things, or sheets and docs and uh, flicks or whatever they're called, uh, slides. But instead of spreadsheets, you know, I'm here to smooth sheets. Uh, that's what I do, and, you know, like uh, the good kind of ruffling. You know, you're not supposed to ruffle feathers, but you could ruffle sheets. It's kind of an essential part of getting, you know, they say don't get your sheets ruffled. I'd say actually, no offense, but that's a great way to, you know, aerate your sheets. You could call it aerating them. You get them ready, and then that's how you get them on, uh, I, don't, I guess sheets don't get clogged, but you'd say, the energy could get clogged in the sheets. Uh, believe me, I feel like that sometimes. Uh, and that's why I ruffle my sheets or, or puffle them. Ruffle and puffle them. Uh, but, uh, oh, uh, whatever scheme you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use the lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents, uh, us and as random pauses, thoughtful pauses, thoughtless pauses, and just darn pauses, and you know pauses, uh, gratuitous pauses. Oh boy, am I into that? Uh, sometimes people say, "Scoots, how come your uh, uh, podcast is labeled E for?" Uh, uh, I say, "Well, all the gratuitous pauses, like uh, the ratings board." They said, "Are you you're, you're ruffling people's uh, sheets with all those gratuitous pauses?" And I'd say, "Hubba, hubba, hubba." Oh boy! So I'm pandering now to, to the uh, pandering to pauses. Uh, if you're new, though, let me just catch you here. A few things: this podcast is very goofy, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, it's here to be your companion. 
as you fall asleep and maybe barely put a smile on your face uh, to keep you company as you drift off. Now, structurally, if you're new or if you're a regular listener, the show starts off with about four minutes of business. Uh, then there's a 12-minute intro. Then there's about four more minutes of business. Then there's about a 45 or 50-minute uh, bedtime story. And then there's some thank yous at the end. That's the structure of the show. And even more on the structure, the intro is a show. It's like a big part of people's bedtime routine. It's just something that's evolved over the years. I'm just working on some early episodes uh, uh, for something on Patreon. And, and uh, I said, wow, the intros used to be the, like around four minutes or so. But people need a bedtime routine, and I'm proud to be a part of people's bedtime and wind-down routine, uh, you know, so, so that you can ease your way into sleep. And, and usually that's by me, you know, talking nonsense while you brush your teeth, you know, making as many, pause, you know, pause-based jokes, brambles and rambles, uh, whatever it is, uh, to try to lighten the mood at bedtime. So that's what the intro is. Is a friendly voice is familiar because I try to explain the podcast to new people, but it's different every time because that's what seems to be the, what the regular listeners are like. But though there are a few regular listeners that skip ahead to the story, and usually it's about about eighteen minutes. If you skip ahead, you, you might catch some of the end of the intro and the business, which keeps the show going, and then the story. Uh, tonight instead of a story, will be a recap of uh, the good place, the uh, uh, Janet's episode. Which I they they snuck one by me those uh, those geniuses at the good place because I thought last episode was the uh, mid season finale turns out they had one more piece of brilliance for us and what an episode it was now this recap won't reflect all of the brilliance that was in that episode it'll be more about uh, what did I see on the computer screens oh, couldn't understand that uh, that made me think of this what a what a like so, I'll just be barely recapping it and mostly going off topic, uh, so that you can fall asleep. You say, "Well, I'm not, I don't want to be spoiled." I say, "Well, I don't think you'll really remember much of what I'm saying." Also, it, 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 these episodes, you, you'll be spoiled when you see the brilliant performance uh, performances by one particular actress. And a familiar friend from uh, other TV shows. So, so uh, that'll be what spoils you in a good way. So the, that's uh, the structure of the show. If you're new, uh, here's a couple of things. So this podcast is more like a puffy cloud uh, than a, a sensible bedtime story. It, you know, you see, well, okay, it's full. Well, clouds aren't full of hot air, but I, I kind of am, ideally. It's pretty warm in here. I'm nice and toasty as I'm doing this. Uh, so don't try to make too much sense of the podcast. Give it a few tries. I mean, you don't have to. There's plenty of other sleep whispers. They're sleepy. Uh, there's a lot of other sleep with me like podcasts or um, uh, other stuff out there to put you to sleep. But this show is particular in its goofiness. Uh, so if Goofy had a podcast, uh, it would probably be not sleep-inducing because it would mostly be Goofy I don't know if anybody knows Goofy is like one of the Disney characters. Kind of seems like Goofy uh, never got with the times. Uh, maybe I don't. I know. I think there was a show Goof Troop, but uh, 
and I'm not saying this like I like a goofy, like a goofy. You know what? What a you know voice over actors and actresses that specialize in yodels. They never had a until Goofy. They never had a, like they say. Well, your voice or so your voiceover actor, huh? Yeah. What do you what do you specialize in? Like uh, you know, like uh, yo, like any punctuating things with yodels. Wow. Well, uh, can you talk uh, like? Uh, in a goofy way, because uh, here there's a job opening up. Uh, wait, you're kidding me. The, go- the, the goofy, where Goofy uh, drops his recording equipment and then, yep, we're, uh, it, we're, actually I'm in the middle of making a sleep podcast, believe it or not, Brain. Uh, sorry to go off on your fan fiction about uh, whatever story you're writing about a voice actor. Like uh, It's interesting, barely. Yeah, but I think, I don't even know, I think I was explaining to new listeners, they don't need to listen to me, which I think they probably figured out there. Uh, Because I don't even know where my thoughts just uh, went off topic there. I do like Goofy, but and I guess as you're finishing my point, uh, Goofy doesn't seem like uh, as popular anymore. Uh, which I could see, because like, Goofy needs to be part of a team. I guess, what am I doing now? I'm going, and now I'm making a pitch. Uh, you see, Goofy's more like, it'd be like if you had Laurel and or Hardy by themselves, uh, really a lot more work. Uh, you'd say, well, without Stan or, you know, oh, who are those people? Let me think of comedy teams nowadays. Uh, uh, like uh, uh, Key and Peel, I guess they're both doing good, though, uh, so that doesn't make sense either. Uh, other kind my mind. How do I like did not know of any other uh, comedy teams off the top of my head? Also, though they're not a cartoon comedy team; they're a real t- comedy team, really successful both as a team and now as individuals. So, I guess all I'm saying is, uh, sorry, goof. Uh, sorry, but I got to get back to. It. So, you don't you don't need to listen to me. I tend to go off topic and not make a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, but you also, there's no pressure to fall asleep in this uh, a strange way. I'm here to keep you company as you drift off or uh, to keep you company if you can't drift off. Uh, so I'm going to be here till the very end. I'm your boyfriend because I've been there tossing and turning. Last night, uh, particularly, again, I get, I'm trying to think of where like uh, I just couldn't fall asleep. I think I didn't have my full bedtime routine. And then it was after midnight, and I didn't start my bedtime routine till like 11.37, uh, which was just reading. So I think, and then I said, well, I have to be asleep. I can't be awake before after midnight. Uh, who am I? Like uh, like uh, one of, like uh, whoever sings those Miami Vice songs or whatever. Uh, I can't think of their name, but... but uh, and I said, okay, I got to get to – so I couldn't sleep last night, basically. So I've been there. I know how it is, and uh, I want to help. And if you can't sleep, I'll be here to keep you company uh, because, like I said, I, I know what it feels like there too. Uh, but you don't need to listen to me. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And most of regular listeners say, hey, it takes a few tries before this podcast. Uh, you realize, oh, okay, I, I get it because I don't get it. It doesn't work for everybody, so if it doesn't work for you, I'm sorry. Like I said, I listened to a couple other podcasts you could check out. Uh, but I really appreciate your time. I work very hard. I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. Thanks so much.
Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's the thoughts, the feelings, the physical sensations, changes in time, temperature, routine. Uh, you, you know, you get, you get travel, you get stuff going on. Whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to keep you company here. I'd like to take your mind off of that. What I'm going to do... Did I already say that? I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. I'm going to use out-of-the-box techniques like kissing my own shoulders. I guess I didn't call it... I don't know if I called it this, but sympathetic shoulder kissing. Here we go. I'm going in for one. One second, please. Now, really, I have my shirt on, but, uh, so it's not quite, it's more like a kissing my shirt, but sympathetic shirt kissing, we could do that as well. Uh, we, we, uh, those are strange techniques. If you're new, uh, women do send my voice across the deep dark night and keep you company, take your mind off stuff to be here for you as you drift off. Now, it's be, maybe it's becoming quickly apparent that uh, this podcast is not like other podcasts. Or other things. You may call them normal things. Uh, or you say other, other stuff. Yeah, this podcast is full of stuff. But it's just like a cloud. You say, I mean, actually, in some way it is. You say, man, that cloud looks like it's full of stuff. And a scientist would say, oh, yeah, molecules. And I'd say, well, that's a, I'd say, well, that's a general word. But by the way, could you be more specific? And then the scientist would say, well, by the cut of your jib scoots, I know if I'm more spit. And they'd say, well, water, are you saying there's water molecules in there? And they'd say, well, technically. And I'd say, okay. I was just, what I was just saying, scientist, is like, uh, it could be like a toy chest. You, you, I'm using, uh, you know, when I was, uh, came into the world, I, I, I both suspend my belief and my disbelief, I guess is what I'm saying. I believe in science. Believe me, scientists. And I think I was trying to make a metaphor for the new listeners. You say, well, that cloud looks pretty puffy. Could be some stuff in there. I don't know what it would be because it can't th- see through the cloud, but I could imagine maybe it's just cotton swabs. The cloud filled with cotton swabs. Uh, that could be, on, I don't know anybody... Uh, they don't run commercials for cotton swabs anymore. You think ever since those pads came out, you say, well, did the bottom of the cotton swab market fall out? Did they say, like, uh, these pads are really impinging on our uh, margins here? We used to just be able to make them in poofs. Yeah, I wonder if that's what well, you say. Well, we're way more at ease when you could go into a bathroom and you see a bunch of puffy things. Okay, I'm stretching. Some part of my brain, I said, well, I, maybe I need to just get a night. Maybe I got to go to a store. Talk about consumerism at its best. I'm going to go to a store. I'm going to get myself a clear jar. I'm going to fill it with puffy cotton puffs or whatever they're called, swabs. Well, I'll tell you what, these ain't going to be swabbing nothing, my vocabulary brain. They're just going to be puffing in there and chilling. Because what I was trying to do for a new listener, excuse me, new listener, I'm sorry, I was trying to create a metaphor uh, about the podcast, but what happens is when I do that, uh, 
I get up there in the clouds where my head's, uh, I, I say, oh, that's where you've been, my head. Your head's been in the clouds, Scoots. No wonder you can't make a metaphor about the podcast related to clouds and then go into a metaphor about bathrooms and the things you may find in bathrooms and then uh, cotton swabs. And then you're probably going to go on a tangent about cotton swab barons or the great cotton swab collapse of uh, the 20-aught eights. And I remember your classic uh, segue. No, those were tangents about uh, sea breeze and astringent. Uh, I don't remember the content of it, but I do remember you said uh, you were talking about astringent for about 11 minutes in another podcast intro where you were trying to tell the listener, if you're new, just kind of watch it like a cloud. Uh, podcast is airy like a cloud. Could You could imagine, oh, I guess some podcasts have stuff in it. This podcast is mostly tangents about stuff uh, and puffy, you know, puffy stuff, ideally. So if you're new, you don't need to listen. I think that's the other thing. You know, don't don't try too hard to figure this podcast out. Give it a few tries. It's here to help you, but it doesn't work for everybody. And yeah, you might you might it might not be the thing for you, or you might find out on the two, second or third try it is. Uh, but yeah, I'm just here to help. So see how it goes. I hope it helps you. Uh, but it might not. But but you know, uh, I guess. It, uh, so, but let's see how it goes. So because you don't need to listen to me. That's the other thing. You can kind of listen. You could barely listen. You can actively listen. And if you need to listen, I'll be here till the very end. I'll be here for about an hour. Because the other thing is, you can fall asleep whenever you like. There's no pressure to fall asleep. There's no pressure to listen. I'm here to keep you company for at least an hour. Maybe it's an hour and 15 minutes. Maybe for some people it's eight or ten hours of back-to-back episodes. Uh, you know, I'm here to be your friend in the deep, dark night. And uh, what to expect uh, is the uh, show starts off with a few minutes of business. The reason I'm laughing is because we're like six minutes into the intro. Yeah, or maybe six and a half minutes. Uh, it just starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep the show going and free. So thank you, uh, regular listeners, new listeners. That's not super important. Uh, then the, the show, uh, then we have an intro. The intros are around 12 minutes of me kind of trying to earn your trust, to build some rapport, and to try to describe what the podcast is, put you at ease, and take your mind off of stuff. You say, oh, well, he's not really talking about much, and... I don't even know what he's talking about. Clouds and uh, cotton swabs. Uh, and maybe, you know, it might be hard for him not to say, you know, start quoting things about swabbing the old deck. Uh, and, he, you know, he wants to be the great spokesperson for the cotton swabs and say, none of ye swabs shall ever swab ye deck or your face, you know. You'd say you're never, if you don't want to swab a face, you don't have to. I'm, I'm telling you right now at my house, unless I forget and I say, ooh, it's been eight months since I've gotten an astring- I've gotten that sea breeze out and done some astringing. I'm, into mo- I'm in the mood for a little, you know, I'll put on my astringe playlist, astringent playlist, uh, whatever they call that. I think there's a fancier term for it. Like when you use it on an engine, it's degreasing on an engine or a pan. And your face, I think they call it, you know, schnoobing it up or something. There's a word. I know there's a word for it. Degla- is it, it? Excuse me. 
uh, could you play my deglazing of my face playlist? Uh, do you mean your astringent playlist? I do, but I'm more, yeah. And you'll see me, a little sad A, I'll be... What am I talking about? I was trying to explain what the structure shows. So there's an intro where I go off topic and I try to, some listeners skip the intro. Some listeners fall asleep. A lot of people use it as part of their wind down routine. And a lot of people listen during the day. They say, Hey, I need that 10 AM. I need that 2 PM break. Uh, or I'm in traffic. Uh, what's the scoot? What did Scooch talk about last night? It wasn't about an astringent playlist. It couldn't have been. And may need to re-listen. And, uh, yes, you know, then the second song, of course, would be the L-Train singing Easy. I'd be singing Sea Breezy, like my freshly astringed face. Uh, Also, Sea Breeze, I don't think you're in business anymore. Maybe you are, but if you're looking for a podcast to sponsor, uh, we could call it. I could call it today's uh, podcast, uh, Astringently Yours. I could also figure out, look up the definition of astringent if I need to. But I, sh- I think you've separated yourself from that. What about, uh, you, it, I could rename myself Witch Hazel if you need to. I'll pun it, I'll pun it up however we need to. I'll pun it up if we, if that's what, what it takes. Anyway, so that's the intro. A little bit confusing, a little bit different. Kind of sets the mood for the clowning around that's going to be going down around here. Uh, the nonsense, non-linear nonsense. Then we'll have a little bit of business. Then we have a bedtime story. Tonight it'll be our third, pretty much 100% uh, episodic, uh, modular uh, holiday series, Happiest Holiday Shop. And then eventually we'll get to uh, the thank yous and the good nights. Uh, that's at the end of the show. Uh, so that's structurally what to expect, and I think I kind of demonstrated the other stuff uh, unintentionally, really. I mean, I don't know if anybody—we could do a nationwide search for people that think more about cotton. I think they're called cotton balls. Somebody just called in to my brain and said, by the way, those cotton swabs is only—those are the—and th- I said, holy mackerel, you got to be kidding me. You're right. Those are the other ones, the, the, tip, the tips— uh, I was talking about cotton balls, but I've been calling them, holy mackerel. Let me get out of my pen and my pen. Dear cotton balls, I'm on uh, whatever day it was that I recorded this, October 11th, 2018. Believe it or not, that's when I recorded this. I mistakenly went on an 8 to 12 minute tangent uh, uh, talking about how poofy and great you were. Uh, but I mischaracterized you as cotton swabs because my limited vocabulary and the indirect, you know, the way my neurons misfire. And I meant to create a glorious podcast intro honoring your puffiness and your ability to estringe, estrange, estrunge uh, faces to create an imagery and metaphor for the listener of your your softness, your shape, which is, uh, you know, ball-like, but sometimes you're more cubular, sometimes you're octagonal, which always seems so cottony, and also to wonder, and, and part of me was legitimately wondering 
if you did have a little downturn there when they made it the flat pads that you used to only be able to get in the Stratex packages, then you could buy them and use them for other things. Uh, but, oh, I apologize so deeply for calling you cotton swabs. Uh, also, cotton swabs, uh, you probably, I probably owe you, I mean, a lot of apologies because you've, you know, you've been, you know, you, we, I, we, we come in contact on a daily basis. And you travel with me. So also cotton so cotton balls. So sorry that I don't travel with you or give you more attention. You're probably honored in some homes. And I, like I said, I would like to have just a a jar of cotton balls. Uh, what I'll say now correctly, as I own my mistakes, I was wrong. I'm sorry. And let me know how I could make it better. Also, if there are any sentient cotton balls, uh, I'd like to pitch you on an amazing podcast. Uh, everything is alive. Uh, you, I could get, I could get you in touch. Uh, uh, and, and you know, but I also, I also cotton balls. I don't want you swab. I don't want you to feel like you have to swab any decks or faces. Oh no, getting it. Sorry, new listeners. I just got another thing in. They said there's a difference between swab and schwab. And I said, well, I don't have time to I don't have time to give out those apologies. So swabbing the deck and swabbing the deck may be two different things. Uh, but to me, in this letter of apology, to you, sweet cotton balls, because, well, you're not sweet, even though, I've, yes, I've had you in my mouth, uh, both in a professional and, and a, a hobbyist level. I'm sorry for for stealing the thunder I tried to bring to you when I was imagining a cloud full of cotton balls. Also, Schwab's and Schwab's. I'm totally, like, I just got to use this chance to scoot. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll just say it now. So please apologize to me. And for the new listeners that are here, this is kind of the thing to expect. Uh, I got I think if once my I get a full scan of my head, They'll say, like, uh, are those, what are those, are those cotton balls or cotton swabs in there? They say, somebody, give him a little swab, give his, by the way, look at that skin. Did you just astringe, estrange, estrunge your, your, string, your skin? And say, did you take Latin, you know, facial uh, Latin for, uh, uh, Latin for spa owners? Because I, 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 I took, I, I, you know, I just uh, audited that course. Uh, anyway, I'm here to help. This podcast is definitely a little bit different. It takes a few tries to get used to, but I'm here to help. Uh, I appreciate you coming by. I appreciate your time. And I work very hard. I strive and I yearn to help you fall asleep. All right. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep we do with a bedtime story all you need to do is get in bed turn on the lights and press play i'm going to do the rest what i'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping me awake it could be thoughts feelings physical sensations so so so, so, so something you know going on with you keeping you up uh, it could be on the inside or the outside it could be travel could be someone's, you know, sometimes they're, they're snoring, that lovely person snoring nearby. 
Uh, maybe you're on a work trip and you're, you know, you, you got, well, I never, uh, didn't realize that person. You know, whatever it is, uh, uh, I'm here to keep you company. I'm here to take your mind off whatever's keeping you awake. Uh, whatever this is valid. Uh, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents, uh, filler words or filler letters. Actually, that time I just used filler letters. And I mean, what, oh, bedtime stories. If you're new, uh, this is all to kind of create a safe place uh, and let you put aside whatever's keeping you awake. Like I said, uh, I'm here to be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar cuz, your boar sib, the applicant to keep you company at this point if you're new in the deep dark night uh, or across the room. Uh, and what I'm going to do structurally, if you're new, welcome. Give the show a few tries. It does take about three tries before you realize uh, that the show's like it, you have a realization that the show is uh, you'll get it or you won't. But but uh, give it a few tries. Don't try to actively process the show too much unless you're immediately into it. Uh, if you're kind of on the fence or skeptical, well, why wouldn't you be? There's so many things to try to put you to sleep. Uh, so many promises. Uh, so so many giant or vague claims. I'm just here to keep you company as you drift off. Structurally, what to expect. Show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep the show free and going. Uh, so we start off with the business, and then there's an intro. And the intros are a show within a show. They're about 12 minutes long, where I try to create a metaphor and explain what the podcast is. But I also try to earn your trust, to draw you in. It create a space that you say, well, I can relax in this space uh, to create a routine or help you create a routine where bedtime feels like, less like it's looming and more like something that came out of a loom. Like you say, I didn't realize that juxtaposition of words there till just now. But uh, I mean, for me, a lot of times it does feel like bedtime's looming or in the past even more so. So we're going to take that word and we're going to put it through the loom. We're going to take maybe the first time this has ever happened. Uh, uh, but we're going to take you the word loom and uh, or connotations around you. You know, no, no, we're not here to put you through the ringer loom. We're here to put you through the loom. We're going to we're here to uh, take some of your raw. Would you mind if I brought, borrowed some of your natural essence and raw materials? Uh Maybe some of your, do you have any quarks or dark dark matter within you, Loom? It feels like it. When I say Loom, I could sense, especially between those O's. You know, I don't know if you knew this, but your O's are, apparently they're full of dark matter, which is maybe one of the essential building blocks of uh, the universe. So you're really important. I was just thinking, and this will be a metaphor, because that's what I try to do with the intros, Loom is create a metaphor of what the podcast is so that bedtime, like some people listen to the intros as part of their bedtime routine, as part of their wind down. Some people fall asleep during the intros. Some A few people skip the intros. Some people even listen to the intros during the day for a little relief, you know, because even their day or their afternoon meeting feels like it's looming. And I know you don't mean to put the gloom, the, you know, you didn't put the, you put the loom in gloom. 
Uh, but uh, maybe the goom, but you know, I, you know what I mean. You're just you say, well, I'm just a collection of letters here, Scoots. And I'd say it's right. Uh, you know, we're the, we're projecting the meaning on you. But there's also a whole other meaning, and maybe ideally for this metaphor, it'd be great if they're spelled the same way, but I'm not positive about that. I'm also not 100% sure what, what a loom is or does exactly loom, but I was thinking if we look at you and we just massage you a little bit, uh, this is what we do in the intros. And then we send you through that. Cos, did uh, remember? Do you remember there was a band called the B-52s? I think they had an album. It was a secret album. It was called Cosmic Loom. Oh, no, you think it was Cosmic Womb? Okay, maybe it was like a, maybe it was a double-sided concept album. What's an album? Well, you're a young loom, aren't you? What's a double-sided? I mean, no, no worries, uh... It was a playlist. Uh, it was a it was a secret playlist or a collection of playlists, a playlist within a playlist. The cosmic loom was, of course, within the cosmic womb, waiting to be birthed. Uh, so then it could birth uh, as we're putting you through that loom, uh, something soft and sleepy, and something comforting. Maybe it's uh, something plush for some listeners. Maybe it's just a favorite pillow. Maybe it's a favorite spot or position on the bed. Uh, yeah, you're feeling it, Loom. I can feel you. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to loom. You just want to be used in sentences, right? You, you maybe. Yeah, sometimes you yeah, but you say yeah. There's a diversity of meanings to you. I get you. I totally get you. You're more than your meaning. Anybody ever said that to you? Did Gary Sharon ever sing to you? You're more than words uh, and letters in my book, uh, especially now. It's like uh, you're a, you, you've, you've become a whole different thing. It's like you're wearing a knit, knitted uh, level of layers. Uh, holy crochet. Yeah, go ahead. Are you sashaying in your croquet loom? Okay, I get it. Actually, I was trying to explain with the new listeners to the new listeners what the podcast was. I got off track. I'll be back. Hopefully, I'll be back with you. Okay, so there's an intro which we kind of just took a six minute spin around the loom. It, it, the idea of the intro is it helps you wind down and makes bedtime less serious, uh, or L to the double O to the M. Where you say, oh, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to listening to that podcast. Or, well, it's not so bad. I got scoots to talk my ear off. Uh, and, uh, you know, the idea of a cosmic loom uh, traveling across the universe is, you know, spitting out. Uh, spew. I don't know. Spewing or spitting is not what looms do. Uh, exhale. I guess a cosmic loom would exhale. Oh, boy. Is that romantic or what? I didn't think I'd end up with a... Uh, loom metaphor uh, covered in croquet, crochets uh, with pictures of croquets on there in my arms. But this is wonderful. But I got to get back to the intro. Uh, so there's an intro. Then we'll have a, a story, a bedtime story. This will be our episodic series. So you could listen to this one and then listen to the other ones. Uh, Happiest Holiday Shop. And most of the stories are only kind of a holiday based. They all take, actually, I think they all take place before the holidays. So you could listen at any time. They're just stories about, uh, 
you know, people, you know, things that loom, uh, or yeah, cosmically for sure. Uh, sometimes I string together words. They don't even make sense. So you say, well, that was a little loom mix up. That was when Scoots was running the loom, right? This is loom humor. Uh, Okay, that was the end of that one. The Loom said that. So that's a structure show. Then we have some thank yous at the end. Between the intro and the um, story, we have some business. So that's the structure of the show. You also don't need to listen to this podcast. You can kind of listen to it because it doesn't always make a whole lot of sense. I mean, once you start, uh, once you open up the possibilities of a Loom cosmically and you really start to look at it, you say, well... You think you're stretching that? You're stretching that a little bit. I said, "Well, I got to fit it in. You know, I got to get this whole thing through this loom. That's what I got to do." I mean, just like a yarn, you could say, "You could. I'm going to spin you a yarn later, or maybe I'm spinning all yarn about looms and loom, and maybe I'm not getting there. But that's part. The journey is part of about you know something." Because I'm here, what was I going to say? Oh, because you don't need to listen to me. There you go. I didn't even need to explain. I just had to be myself. I didn't need to explain. It's, uh, and in doing so, I did. Uh, there's also no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here uh, for about an hour to keep you company as you drift off. I believe you deserve a good night's sleep. Uh, and I believe, you know, I'll be here uh, to take your mind off stuff while you uh, cross over. Or I'll hold your hand or walk at your side. Uh, you know, picture me with like, uh, I guess it's, you know, they say you can't wear a sloth, but you could wear a loom covered in some sort of crochet outfit, uh, around your neck. Uh, like it kind of is hanging off me like a sloth, uh, even cuter if that's possible. And, uh, you know, while you drift off, so no pressure to fall asleep, no pressure to listen, you know, I'll be here all the way to the end, even if you can't fall asleep, because uh, I've been there uh, sleepless, and there's other listeners that are sleepless, too. That's why I'm here to the end. That's why I give it my all. And that's why there's, like, at least 299 other episodes you could listen to uh, if you need to. The podcast is here to help, and, and uh, I mean, the reason I make it is because I know how it feels out there. You know, I know how it feels to be a, like a loom, and you say, well, you're just going around making everything feel ominous. Uh, and you say, well, I'm just, yeah, like we already discussed. And I say, well, let me put a crochet. What if I dress you up in a crochet outfit? You know, what if also, here's an, here's just a pitch loom. What if we, um, what if I got a crochet outfit? And then we did a like a skit where we sang "Dress You Up as My Girl" from Madonna, and uh, I mean I know it's a whole different meaning, but uh, you know I could dress you up in crochet, and uh, I think you no, know, well may, think about it. Maybe I could just do it with a a, a non real version of you, or maybe I could oh just do it in my imagination. Okay, I could do that. Uh, I was just thinking that would be a good song to sing. Is I'm dressing you up, or I could just do it in the mirror. You're right, uh, on my own time. Okay, I got you. I hear you. I mean, I don't think there's anything less ominous than that. That's what I was just gonna say. But, but I'm here if you're listening, if you're new, or you're a regular listener. Uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 I want you to feel a little bit less alone. You know, there's a lot of other people listening in the show right now, and they've been there too. 
And I know it's not easy being human. I really, truly believe you deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. Uh, and this is my little part, to, to keep you company, uh, maybe to make you giggle, or at least put a, a strange, I guess I didn't realize I was juxta. You know, I put the, the yucks and juxtapose sometimes. Uh, oh, the, the loom's already cracking jokes. It says yucks. It was a different kind of yuck. Uh, hilarious. Uh, when, why don't you get your own podcast, Loom? Sorry, I didn't mean to be that, that aggro. I was just, uh, you threw me off. Usually I don't become, do you have, is it, quick question. Do you have a best friend? Or are you looking for a best friend? Uh, awesome. Uh, so if you're new, you give the show a few tries, uh, see if it helps. Uh, if not, there's a lot of other podcasts out there. I think I heard from a podcaster who makes a podcast called Sleepy. And he does some readings in a, a monotone voice, a little bit different than Sleep With Me, but uh, similar in some sense. You could check that out. There's the LibriVox. There's plenty of other options. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, that's a couple other things. But, uh, yeah, give the show a few tries. I hope it helps you because uh, I truly believe you deserve a good night's sleep. I work very hard and I strive. And uh, thank you so much for coming by. Uh, hey, are you up only tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, we do, what, I already forgot what to use, like, uh, we do with a bedtime story. Wait, uh, like a, like a, somehow I mixed up my own, my own intro. Uh... Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, we do it We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could step, set aside whatever's keeping you awake, uh, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings... Uh, physical sensations, changes in time or temperature, holiday stuff, uh, travel, uh, guests in town, you know, different sleeping situations, temperatures, uh, whatever scheme you like, I'd like to take your mind out. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to create this uh, safe place. Uh, I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use a lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, uh, pointless meanders, uh, superfluous tangents. I'm going to goof around. If you're new, here's the structure of the show. Uh, this is a special all-intro holiday episode with a new intro, believe it or not. This is the first time I've ever done an all-intro episode with a new intro, I think. Uh, but this is like to close out the, the 2018 with a couple all-intro episodes uh, during the holidays. Uh, and if you're new, so there's a, the show is, consists of three parts. Uh, uh, the intro, uh, the story... And uh, then the, the other parts, uh, like the, it starts off with a few minutes of business at the beginning of the show. That's how we keep the podcast free and coming out on a regular basis. Then there's business also between the intro and the story. And then there's thank yous at the end. Now, the intro itself is most, the majority intro, like 12 to 14 minutes of the intro, are me just kind of trying to explain what the podcast is. It's a show within a show, more of a part of the podcast. Uh, that you really don't have to pay attention to might not make a whole lot of sense, uh, it, but it's kind of for a lot of people. It's part of their bed down, bed down, or bed, bed wind down routine, or the bedtime routine. That was my favorite uh, B side Beastie Boys uh, 
a secret release going to get bed down. Uh, and they were talking, like, it was back when they, I think the Beastie Boys, one or two of them had triple fat goose uh, jackets, maybe, or maybe one, only one did, Mike D, I think. Uh, but so, oh, where was it? So the intro was a show within a show. And yeah, a lot of listeners listen to it as they get ready for bed. Uh, some people fall asleep to it. And uh, some, uh, like, two or three percent skip to like 18 minutes and listen to the story. Uh, but you know, if you're new, give it a few, give it, this is where you can get to know me, which may be why some people want to skip it. Uh, but it's also where I kind of create the, the safe place and goof around a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It, it's uh it's a part of the show. Then there'll be a bed. Oh, then tonight will be intro after intro after intro. Uh, but because these are newer intros, it'll only have the credits in the, um, intro music once. Uh, so it kind of, it has a more, um, I don't know, connect a store, bedtime story feel to it. Uh, so that's uh, the, the that's the structure of the show. Normally it'd be, then it'd be a bedtime story and then some thank yous at the end. Uh, but because it's a holiday season, I run these all intro episodes. It gives me uh, time to work on episodes for next month and to spend a little bit of time with my family uh, doing holiday stuff. Uh, which for me, and I think for a lot of us, is not always an easy thing, right? It can be a little bit, uh, the holidays are a time where sleep is, it, 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 like, temperature's changing, lighting, you know, the, the fall, winter, you got, uh, you got different stuff going on, and then you got family stuff, and you have expectations, and I just give you a little bit of behind the scenes in Scoots' life, uh, and maybe you can relate to this, or maybe maybe you could, like, uh, in, in all honesty, you can laugh with me and at my foibles, you know, like, uh, I'm putting them out there. So you could say, oh, yeah, Scoots has trouble with some mundane things uh, sometimes, too. Uh, but so there's, like, there's this tradition with uh, Christmas trees, holiday trees. I think they call them Christmas trees, though, in... Uh, you could, there's, over the years, there's become, for a long time, it was like, uh, most, uh, I'd say, this is just guessing at uh, the breakdown, but I would say in the regular United States, it was like 80, 90% of people bought uh, uh, cut Christmas trees, like real trees, and uh, a smaller percentage of people bought uh, artificial trees. And then, you know, even smaller percent about those silver artificial trees. And I think there was a couple of reasons behind that. In the 80s, when I was a kid, the artificial trees, were, the technology was still in development. So it was like, well, that doesn't look as much like a tree or it takes a lot of time to set up. Uh, it doesn't have a pine smell. And I'm just guessing that they're probably cost a lot more. And so when I grew up, I always, we, for the most part, we had a, a fresh Christmas tree. We were lucky. We lived in upstate New York. Uh, and I think over the years, due to marketing and maybe like some part of like uh, like sustainability and just wondering, the, the artificial trees have become more and more popular. And I think for a long time, like I didn't really think a lot about it, though, uh, I have not had a holiday Christmas tree in a long time. I lived in a very small apartment, and I don't know if anybody can't sleep because they overthink. But even that, I tended to overthink. I, I, I would say I really believed I was emotionally unsuited for a holiday tree because I said, well, like, it just, uh, I think I had one in the past, like, uh, like eight years, maybe. 
And I do have a daughter, uh, we, 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 like at her mom's house, her mom has always has a real nice tree. And my place is always very small. So I said, well, I don't know where we'd put the tree. And I'm not, I can't be like, like, again, I don't want to get too deep into it. But again, if you have, if you do a lot of ruminating, you could imagine what I was ruminating around, not being able to care for this tree or not even thinking about the mechanics of, uh, like, uh, it's just strange when you talk it out here to the public, uh, but I really believe that I don't know how I would get a tree and get, well, you just go and buy the tree and put it in. Well, then you got to get a, I just not, I just rather not do it. And I remember the closest I came was like on the 20, in the twenties, a couple of years ago, I was walking home with, and I offered, there was a Christmas tree lot by where I lived. Uh, and I gave an offer to the person of like $30 for a small tree. And they said, uh, like 60. And they said, we don't negotiate tree prices. And so I walked away. I said, what, what, it's a 20, whatever. Uh, so I haven't had any trees, like holiday trees in a while. And over Thanksgiving, my parents were visiting and, and I had just moved. So I had a little bit more space. So I said, this year I'm going to get a tree. And it, to, to be like, a, like a, also I ruminate about, I have a daughter and uh, I always ruminate about, uh, you know, just like, does any of this, uh, my ways of thinking have an impact on her? And I thought it'd be nice for her to have a tree this year. Like, uh, and I said, you want a Christmas tree this year? She said, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, and I said, okay, well, let's plan on getting it. And she goes, well, I don't need to be a part of going to get it. Uh, you know, decorating, it'd be fine. And I, I thought, oh, th- well, that's just a tradition my family had, was driving to a Christmas tree lot. Or maybe there's Ralphie's family in a Christmas story and getting a holiday tree. So I said, well, that's cool. Like, I'm glad she expresses her preferences. Uh, I'll get the tree, and then one day you'll come home from school or whatever. The tree will be there. We'll decorate it. And she said, terrific, Dad. Uh, so I said to my parents, well, the, well, this could be an activity we do with our, with with us while they're visiting. You know, when, Especially those of you that uh, live in smaller places and have your parents or family visiting and you try to got to have stuff to do so you can get out of the house. Uh, and uh, like, well, I'll just leave it at that because again, I'm trying to like uh, I'm not trying to minimize any of this stuff, but I don't want to dig into it too deeply because you know where we're digging. Uh, the LAT like it could, could be like a bit like an LATRINE or whatever. So anyway, I said, yeah, we'll go get a tree. And my parents said, okay, that sounds great. Where where are you going to put the tree? I said, well, we could put it on my roof or remove from my car. And they said, you got a tree stand? I said, no, we'll have to get that too. And they said, what about an artificial tree? I said, well, I've thought about it, but uh, this is, again, over-rumination. I said, they didn't say this to my parents even because I was a little embarrassed. I said, I don't know if I could bring myself to buy a tree at full price. I could, If I was going to have an artificial tree, I should have got it in July like, an, like a reasonable person would. So that's what part of me thinks what a reasonable person does is buys a holiday tree over the summer at a low discount. Or would try, you know, real reason, my heroes, in my, my imaginary well-adjusted heroes probably keep a spreadsheet of artificial tree prices. I wonder if Nick at Lifehack or is listening, uh, but uh, maybe Nick could do an article about this, uh, Nicky D. Uh, he didn't, he, I don't have his permission to call him Nicky D, but uh, like does tracks, uh, has ever tracked your tree prices, uh like, because he did, like, those life hackers good for, like, when you buy a plane ticket or whatever. 
uh, raincoats or stuff like that. But so, where was I? So, but I said, huh, you're right, maybe. But I said, well, there's a Christmas tree lot. Let's go over there. I mean, it wasn't that simple when you're moving with your parents, you know, like, uh, but we we made our way to a Christmas tree. That was a rainy night. Uh, and it wasn't, it was like 5.30 or something, but it was, it felt like it was midnight. Uh, it wasn't raining hard. And we went to this Christmas tree lot and we were the only customers there. And I would say, what was it like November, uh, like uh, November high twenties, like 28 or something. And we go in there, and it was pretty soft sell, I think, because it was early season. And it was a pretty big Christmas tree lot, and uh, there weren't, like, pricing signs up, which is always, to a person like me, a warning sign. And some of the trees had different ribbons on them, but we started looking around, and they had a variety of colors of pines and heights and stuff. And I remember my mom went off to talk to somebody who was working there. And me and my dad were kind of looking at the trees and just saying, well, what do you think one of these trees friggin' costs? Uh, and then my mom made her way over to us, and she had this look on her face, and she got us close, and she, go, we go, she goes, so they uh, found out how much the trees cost, and we said, okay. And she said, $12 a foot. And I, I started counting on my fingers, uh, and I said, wait a second, what, $12 a foot? And I said, well, at least it makes it easy that all the trees cost the same. But then we were like, like uh, all of us, uh, like internally came to the same conclusion. But almost all three of us said, like, uh, let's get the F out of here. And so then we, because then we said, well, if it's $12 a foot, who knows how much they're charging for a tree stand? And so we left that Christmas tree lot uh, and we got in the car and we actually had a big laugh. Uh, because it was ridiculous. I mean, and then we laughed at the whole idea of uh, a son uh, going to shop with his mommy and daddy for Christmas trees. And uh, and I said, well, let's go to Home Depot because I, I had been there earlier uh, getting something. And I said, I know they have both kinds of trees. And I said, maybe I should open myself up to this artificial tree thing uh, and be more open-minded. And we looked at, we split up, uh, it's all good trips to Home Depot, go. And my dad looked at the real trees and he said, it was still like, uh, and we could, we made some calls even to, to other parts of the country after we were laughing, saying, how much does a freaking tree cross cost where you are? And like a, like a, a fresh Christmas tree or a cut Christmas tree, and it, the, the majority of people they came back with like 40 to $60 for a good tree. Uh, and at Home Depot, this Home Depot by me, it was still in the, um, much more than that. Uh, not in the Hondo range, but at like in the 80 to 90. And so I said, okay, well, that's like, not only is that like, it's like a tree, it's like the tree's not going to, they said, well, first of all, you know, I don't know, the, I never researched the environmental impact of the tree. So that's like a, that makes it, uh, the cost, you know, I don't know if that's, you know, I'm not perfect. What can I say? But then you see, you got to get the stand. Uh, so then we looked at artificial trees. And at first I said, well, I don't know. And then I said, what if, if I get an inexpensive artificial tree? Because there's a pretty big price range for artificial trees. And I got to tell you, I bought the one that costs 150 bucks, and I've never been, uh, rarely have I been happier with purchase. I'll just cut right to the chase. Uh, there, there, I think there was one or two other trees that were less expensive. This one has, like, built-in lights. Uh, 
And I said, let's do it. 150 bucks, uh, uh, like, uh, just makes sense. Uh, and I, I learned a lot. Like, it, it works a lot like three umbrellas that you stick into one another. And then when we got it up, it looked it didn't look good, but I didn't realize. Luckily, I had my mom there, who's pretty pretty uh, on top of this these trends. And she said, "You got to fluff out and spread out the branches." Because at first, it looked like I said, "Well, much like little things." I said, "This is a disappointment." Uh, uh, but then once we fluffed out the branches and stuff, it really looks good. Uh, it looks like it, it really. Uh, if for the purpose of a tree, I mean, you can spray pine scent around. I said, uh, this is a win for sure. And, uh, yeah, so then we went, so I guess that's the story of how I got a holiday, how much I do, how much thinking I do. And that can happen to me at bedtime and maybe it can happen to you. And that's what the podcast is here for. It's here to keep you company and to take your mind off stuff while you drift off. Because it's not easy being a human. Maybe you can't relate to that, uh, my tree issues. Those are just a few of my tree issues or the trees of my issues that branch off. The branches of my issues are branching off of one big tree. Uh, but you, maybe you're going through something else. Uh, but I really believe you deserve a good night's sleep, and I'd like to help. I appreciate you checking this show out. I hope you're having a happy, safe holidays. And at least you're treating yourself with dignity and respect by at least trying the show, maybe patting yourself, kissing your shoulders. Uh, uh, so give this podcast a few tries to see if it works for you. Thank you so much for your time. I work very hard. I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. Uh, hey, good all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts you're thinking, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations, changes in time, temperature, weather, you know, stu- inside, out, noise, light, whatever it is. I'm here to try to help, uh, to be honest, uh, because I've been there. And the safe place is, I hope you feel welcome. I hope I can earn your trust uh, for you to just uh, take a breath and relax and let your sh- you know, shoulders down, if you, if you so choose. And the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I have uh, I try to keep a pace and a tone that's lulling and soothing, but I do have creaky dulcet tones. A uh, duo go off topic. I use a lot of filler words, mumble mouth, mush mouth, uh, a lot of uhs and ums and, uh, you know, m- mispronunciations. <laughs> you know, I don't really have self, self, how about this? Well, here's something we should talk about. Self-appreciating humor. Instead of, they say self-deprecating humor. Oh boy, that's a word not to use at de- bedtime. Deprecation or depreciation. How about we get some uh, self, uh, let's take those words back, just like the U2 did with the Beatles, you know, the Beatles to the U2. Or who, I don't know who did it first, or the Rolling Stones. They took the words back. We're going to do that. We're going to take the, the, the depreciation and the deprecation out of bedtime. For real, that's really what this podcast is partially here to do. 
or at least depreciation, you know, if you're an actuary or something, you know, save it for the morning. Hopefully I can take your mind off of any future depreciations. Uh, depreciation is a nice sounding word. Deprecation, it's not actually that bad either when you neutralize. I just, oh, I use, that's a new thing for 2018, word neutralizer. I don't know what it is yet. I haven't invented it yet, but it's on my list. Uh, but I think we just neutralized those words. Anyway, so, oh, if you're new, also overuse of the word anyway, but we got that. Check that off your list. Uh, but I'm glad you're here. So here's the thing. If you're new, structure the show. First is six minutes. Maybe it's closer to five now. Uh, maybe even four as we do try to refocus the show for 2018. Uh, is business, and that's how we keep the show free and ideally all the archives free. And we do that by the, the action of long-term listeners. Uh, so if you're new, don't worry about it. If you're a long-term listener, you know, hey, how how do I help sleep with me stay free? And so that's the first four to six minutes of the show. we got to do that up front since we're a sleep podcast. Uh, then there's an intro, which is about 14 minutes, or 12 minutes sometimes, sometimes 16, sometimes 11 where I I talk about stuff and it kind of introduce you to the show, get you, you know, you don't, I don't really go anywhere. Like I just kind of go around like the intro, like, like an anti, you know, like a, what are those called? Uh, slush rooms or whatever. Like I don't live in a winter environment and I was born before the slush room or whatever it was called where you take off all your winter clothes and your wet stuff. Uh, bush room. Actually, it's not a bush room. Well, I, I know, uh, one of my brothers has one of those. You come in from the garage and you're in the bush room. Usually there's a, the, that's where the laundry is too. So it might've just been reappropriation. You know, let's, let's give this room another name so we can add another 10 G's onto the price of the house. The house that'll one day depreciate, but don't think about that at bedtime. Uh, maybe it won't. Maybe the, I don't, okay. Let's get off of those topics quickly, please, Scoots. Okay, so where was I? I got mixed up. Oh, so that's the intro. Then tonight we'll do our uh, our serial ongoing serial show. Uh, uh, that's uh, for the holiday season. Uh, what is it called? Tales of the North? No, as the North Pole turns. It's a soap opera in the North Pole in the 1950s, and it's not a melodrama. It doesn't have. It has. A, it's a melorama. And so that'll be about 45 minutes. Then there'll be like a five, 10 minutes of, or five minutes of thank yous at the end. So I'll be here about an hour. And if you're new, here's the other things. You don't really need to listen to me. You could just barely listen. And uh, just like barely follow, like don't follow along. Like, you know, that bouncing ball, like on some sing-alongs, uh, you could just kind of watch the bouncing ball and not worry about singing along. Or you say, wow, I've always thought, and this is not a kid joke. Like, I've been very comforted by that bouncing ball. And I prefer to, you know, I say, well, I don't know if I'll sing along, but I'll watch that bouncing ball because I love it. Like, it, it, it comforts me. So you don't need to listen. You could just, like, I guess you won't be, like, you could kind of, like, keep it keep it in the corner of your ear. Instead of watching me out of the corner of your eye, just be aware of me out the corner of your ear. By the way, your ears have lovely corners. Uh, never seen such uh, fine corners on ears before. Yeah, they must, those things are great for sound catching or whatever the heck they do. 
So you don't even need to listen to me. Also, uh, you do, don't need to fall asleep. I'll be here for an hour to keep your company, uh, to keep you company or to keep your company, whatever. I don't know why I said that first one, but it's kind of true. I'll be here to talk, to ramble, to, to, to storytell, uh, while you fall asleep at your leisure. This podcast doesn't so much put you to sleep as to take your mind off of stuff while you fall asleep, to be your companion, your boar bay, your boar bud, your boar friend. And like I said, if we're like now's the part of the intro where I talk about something and try to explain how it relates to the podcast, and then I get mixed up and then I close out the intro. But I was thinking like a lot of times, especially lately, I've been doing this show, whatever, 600 something episodes. And at some point we stumbled onto this 12 minute intro about where, so I've probably done the 12 minute intro, I don't know, 500 something times. I don't know if we've been doing it longer than 500 episodes. And it's kind of like a monologue where I kind of like talk while my internal and try to like interpret my internal monologue. And a lot of times I laugh because, uh, it's like I have blind, like I have blindfold onto my own thoughts until they spill into the, my, you know, the forward version of my consciousness or my mouth. I say, when the heck are you thinking back there? What the heck? Uh, and then I laugh and it's not self-deprecating humor. It's a, I guess it is this, like, I think this is something maybe we could build on. It's like self-appreciating humor. What did I say? Self, uh, that doesn't rhyme with deprecating, you know, self-appreciating humor. Because I really do have gotten to the point a little bit. Now, I have a critic who's ironclad and, and not exactly in brain bots. Uh, and I have a cacophony of d- different op- internal opinions about everything. But when I do the podcast, I can usually keep those at bay because I want to be here to help you. Because I've been there in the deep, dark night. I know how it feels. And in some sense, that's the symbiotic nature of the show. Like, I try to calm down my internal critic and my perfectionist and my, all my other things uh, so they can be present in this moment to look at my thoughts and say, Oh, boy, that's interesting. Like, what the heck? Like, where, where'd you come up with that one? But in a little bit neutral way, like, I guess it's like appreciating is a little bit better than like it's on the positive side of a neutral, but, but being in a real, it's a realist way. It says, huh? Like when you pick up a seashell on the beach, and if you're a seashell enthusiast, it's, it's different. But if you're just walking on the beach, you say, hmm, wow. Or you pick up a rock with a nice fossil, you say, oh boy. Like you appreciate the rock. You say, wow, man, that's great. Uh, you know, holy place to see Nara, like, like, or whatever, you know, like, you, and then you, maybe you keep the rock, maybe you put it back down, maybe you skip it to stone. Uh, you know, who knows? Uh, but that, I mean, that's even a little bit beyond appreciating. That might be enjoying. Not quite ready for that, but I'm, I'm moving from self deprecation to self appreciation. I mean, that's a different hobby. Uh, anyone that's snickering, yes, uh, that's a different hobby. But this is different. Like this is to say, hey, you're doing you're doing the best you can out there, and oh boy, do you, like uh, I guess because I've had to face my own thoughts uh, so often on this podcast in a public way, and hopefully, like a lot of you, I know a lot of you relate. You say, man, my brain does that all the time too. I thought I was the only one, and a lot of times when I say, no wonder you think you're the only one. That's what's running through your brain. But then when I share it with you, a lot of you say, oh, yeah, I think about that, too. 
And then I just laugh, a goofy laugh. Not so much that's funny, because, I, but I just, like, I appreciate the surprise. And uh, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but I think I am. And I think that's a way to disarm these brain bots, or these things that keep us awake at night, the actuaries of, of our minds, you know, that want to make a public accounting, want to do pros and cons lists and, and spreadsheet it and, you know, actualize it over, you know, whatever, do a depreciation chart. And you say, well, I'm just trying to decide if I should buy popcorn or not. Uh, I don't need to, like, I, and then I did. And then you said, well, do you eat dollars for popcorn? Well, you say, well, that was earlier. Now I'm trying to go to bed. That was like three days ago, and you're still thinking about this popcorn? No, I'm thinking about that person that was like eight rows behind me talking. You say, again, like I, I just want to go to sleep. Uh, so I hope the podcast can kind of be that for you. Uh, like yourself pre say, well, I'm going to take a deprecation. Uh, like Just like my favorite, I know anybody raised in the 80s on WPIX saw those Lionel Kitty City ads uh, where uh, they turned a frown upside down. Yeah, that was back like uh, back in the day. That, that's what Lionel Kitty City did. They turned a frown upside down when your parents spent a bunch of money on toys. Uh, that was the part they left out of the jingle. But I'm here to do that. I guess not turn the frown. I'm just here to take your frown and mellow it down or something. Or, you know, uh, I'm picturing myself in a steamroller, but that doesn't rhyme with upside down. Take a frown and pat it down. That's what I'm doing. I'm patting it down. I'm saying, let's take this frown and make it into a safe place. It already has a nice uh, a bunch bungeability. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, uh, instead of deprecating, we'll say, Hey frown, you're actually pretty comfortable. If you just like, uh, ease it in there a little bit, uh, you're doing a great job as a, uh, like, I don't even know what you are. Are you, are you a font in my brain, a subconscious font? But I guess, I hope you get the idea. If you're new, like, and you're skeptical, I totally get that. If you're, if you just came here, if you don't like me already, it depends on how strongly, like give it a few tries. Almost, uh, I'd say we've got like whatever, a couple thousand reviews on iTunes. Almost all of them say it took me a few tries. So give it a few tries because all I want to do is help you fall asleep. Uh, take your mind off stuff. And, uh, you know, if not, there's like LibriVox books. I like the international storytellers, uh, fairy tale editions uh, myself. And you can't really go wrong with, uh, like, uh, Harry Potter audiobooks. You just got to choose your narrator. That's the toughest decision there. It's not that tough. So, you know, give the show a few tries, or uh, I hope it can help, because I've been there. I've been there tossing and turning. I know what it's like. Uh, that's why I want to help. I'm glad you're here. I appreciate your time, and I really hope in your and they can help you fall asleep. Thanks.